1: This episode includes swearing and talk of sexual assault. Please take care of yourself while listening. Hello, welcome to the Reading Circle Temple. I'm Molly.
2: I'm Indy. I'm Brittany
3: and I'm Goodwin.
1: And today, we are reading Chapter 16 of The Will of the Empress.
2: So
4: grab a cup of coffee,
2: or tea, or your drink of choice,
3: and let's stage an accident.
1: In Chapter 16, Taj wakes up. Rizu comes in very upset. Apparently, the Empress is pissed off and told Rizu to ask Daja and her friends about it. Daja and Rizu visit Sandri, who is also very pissed, gets into an argument about where the hell was Daja during the rescue mission. Daja tries to convince Rizu to come with them back to Emelon and fails. Sandri packs and takes her temper out on everyone and everything. Briar talks it out with Ambrose, and we hear rumor that Bedris might make Sandri his heir. Jagors tells Triss he can't go to Emelon because Daja told him to, quote, go away, unquote. She goes to tussle with her sister and discovers Daja is heartbroken. She shares her own experiences, but insists Daja should not let it slip that she is actually nice. After everyone has reconciled, they sit down to dinner, and Jack shows up with a sword. He quickly sheaths the sword and then basically kind of apologizes to Sandry for what happened to her and swears that... He would never kidnap a woman after what happened to his mom's best friend.
2: Back to the sword real quick, though. Every other chapter, you're like, it's an innuendo. This time it is not. It's an actual sword.
4: Is it? (laughs) Is it?
2: I mean, to
3: be fair... What if he just held a man at dick point? I don't...
1: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, in the other ones, they were also actual swords. Like, they were literally talking about swords, but they worked as innuendos. Mm -hmm. We could argue... That it still works here because he's sheathing his sword. That's true. But All right. He's no fair point. Going after Sandry. Mm-hmm. I yeah. actually
3: wow, did not think a...
1: about that until you brought it up, though. <laughs> Damn. I mean, <laughs> English teacher powers activate. Carry on. After this, we get further discussion about the shitty treatment of women in Namorne. And then at the end of the night, Tris goes to bed, and as she's climbing the stairs, she hits a slimy pocket of air and falls all the way down. And so. Part one of our three-step reading process is reading like a novice. This is where we talk about what we liked and didn't like about the chapter. Who wants to go first?
4: It's actually marked as a dislike, but I really like just how sandry said it he created me up like a cabbage only you don't need unraveling spells to keep a cat cabbage from misbehavior another dislike is sandry goes from you'll always be my sister to they won't care if you prefer women to men if uh they can still isolate you you can't just do that sandry that's
2: not fair she's not wrong though
4: he's not wrong
2: honestly they would probably prefer that over
4: she's out of line but she's right i mean she she is yeah. kind of line there like the way that she treats rizu in this she's incredibly out of line
2: Incre- yes yes very much out of line but she's not wrong she's
4: not i wrong. noticed that rizu
1: comes into daja and she's like the empress is upset she wasn't angry at me but when i asked her about it she said i should ask your friends and then they go to ask Sandry, and Sandry's like, well, why don't you ask her? I really feel for Daja, literally no one will tell her what's going on. Yeah. And then they are, a bit, like, people are just like, well, you should know.
3: Yeah. It, that's, that's upsetting, you know.
1: I get Sandry being upset, and I can't wholly blame her. She's just had all this shit happen to her, so I can't be like, well, you're being unfair. Like, she's being unfair because she's pissed and freaked out. So, like, I Which, get that it's just an emotional thing. Yeah but she also can't expect Daja to just always be available for her yeah,
4: yeah. Daja saying we're all men like this then no never Briar or Frostpine or Triss's teacher Nico or sometimes teacher Crane or Duke Vedras, or Dedicate Gorse uh, she doubted Ambrose or Jigors would consider it either I-, I like that it's that moment of doubt and then being like No, I know good men that wouldn't do that. Not all men. Not all men. But we kind of have that moment of distrust towards an entire half of the population and them being like, wait, 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 hold on a second. I know people who wouldn't do this. I know them personally who wouldn't do this. So wishes are toys your mind plays with while pirates sneak up behind. God, that's such a good proverb. -hmm. Fantastic.
3: Tamara Pierce has a way with those, like in in the series. Like, it's not the first one that's been like, is that an actual saying from? I know it's not verbatim, but it's really cool the way that she, this book, pirates are the thing that you have to watch out for if you're a trader because you're on ships and traveling and stuff so it's integrated really well and I, I really enjoy that
1: yeah she does a really good job of coming up with idioms that are like specific to unique cultures yeah. and she does it even like down to individual people because a lot of the metaphors that she does with Briar involve tree stuff later in this chapter when Tris and Dasha are talking about Briar and it's like well Briar would never pull that crap and it's like well
4: yeah that's because Rosethorn would uproot him and toss him into the compost pile absolutely it's another good example of how Pierce is just really tight with her writing, I feel. There are some books that I have read in the past where you add stuff like that or you add, like, words that the the dialects words that they would use rather than what we would use for them. And Pierce does that through the whole series. And it's really... Really good because it's not; it doesn't feel like a chore like it does with some books. I feel like these little things make her writing just so much more. I don't want to say realistic, but I don't have a better word for it.
3: It like takes you into the story more, immersive. Yeah.
4: Yes, for the first time in her life, she understood all the love poetry, all the passion that described a lover's kiss and a lover's touch. I always thought magic had burned that kind of excitement right out of my veins i always thought that's why boys kissed boys kisses left me feeling odd not faint and boys hands didn't make me feel anything but distance or distant now i know i wasn't looking at the right people i hate to make everything gay but this is particularly gay because yeah that that is kind of how it is whenever you kind of discover that part about yourself where you're like ah suddenly everything makes sense (laughs) (laughs) the servant soon learned that when the normally kind sandry was this angry it was simply it was best simply to get out of her way ambrose and olga were made of sterner stuff i love that so much yeah sandry's so sweet and kind and then everybody else is like ah nope not dealing with that not about that briar when talking to ambrose the very very last part of it There's no saying I might not come back, but on my terms, without all this glitter and flash, I'm just a plain plain lad at heart. Well, plain lad, you're always welcome in my home, wherever I make it. I just think that's really sweet. The man's voice came from inside a tangle of arms and legs. (laughs) Poor Gorgz, I feel so bad for him. She's the one who speaks for me because the fire is hers. It's just beautifully written. I guess there wasn't anything else on that one. What else is she supposed to do when any unmarried woman of Western Namorin must live her life and judge all men by those few who have successfully stolen women away? Each time a man succeeds, we place our daughters and our sisters under new safeguards. We put their lives under new restrictions. We give them new signs that a, that a man in whose company they find themselves might plan to kidnap them don't we teach our women to view all men according to these the action of the few don't that sound familiar sure yeah
2: um
4: like oh my god there there's a lot about this book that we can tie into real life but god damn dude don't walk alone
2: don't go to that place don't dress like that makes me terrified having two daughters of my own watching them grow up but right now they're okay but it's gonna be worse later and i'm not ready for it yeah being a woman sucks
4: yeah we're we're now officially starting to hold men accountable but we still don't hold all of them accountable
2: yeah i know uh, like at work there was this one guy who was harassing me for a little while And my husband was just like, well, why don't you just go to HR? Like, if I go to HR, it's not going to really do anything. That guy is just going to harass me even more. Yeah. Or it's not going to do any good. Or I'll be called all kinds of horrible names. And then more people are going to not like me because I'm, I instigate things, make things way worse than they actually need to be. So it's just easier to be harassed than go say something. And that's horrible. It's such a horrible feeling to be that, to have it be done that way. And Stephen just didn't understand, like, I don't understand why you wouldn't just go say something like, you're not a woman, you don't understand. You just have to put up with these kinds of things. Yeah, I feel like this is what our country
1: does with more or less any minority group, whether it's like race or socioeconomic status, or whatever, like, whatever quote-unquote lesser group that you are a part of like this is the way we handle it if you are treated badly by the majority then you're just told oh well you should just behave differently and then people won't act like that
2: Mm -hmm.
3: i like when Daja's like uh, horny but she's like watching uh rizu walk away and she's like finn was arrested huh wait what like, it took her a bit to, like, <laughs> get undistracted from the hips and be like, oh, wait, who got arrested for what? Yeah, very funny. Uh, <laughs> God, it's never happened to me. I don't know. It's Yeah, I select like the part where she says, uh, who's a bigger idiot than the man who believes the lie he tells himself? That is a very good quote. Another
1: one of them good proverbs. Mm-hmm.
3: mm-hmm. Because yeah, he, he was fucking kidding himself if he, he thought he could get away with that. Oh, also, I, I I don't know. Dodge just, you know, it's all Dodge of this chapter. But um she says uh Quen might try such a kidnapping. He'd succeed if he did, but I don't think we have to worry because he's obviously in love with Baronine. Jack, maybe? No, Jack's too good hearted at too good hearted at bottom. What a heap of ash this court is, and most of it is most of it clinkers at that. Clinkers is apparently stony residue from sto- from coal stoves. So it's essentially garbage. She's just saying that the entire court is just fucking useless trash. Yeah, I like Triss uh, walking outside through the windows and stuff, and it's just like yanking them open and, Daja, I want a word with you. And then just a goblet flying past her head. <laughs> Very uh, sitcom style, kind of kind of funny.
1: Yeah. I know that this scene is really short, but I love the the like sisters duking it out because mm-hmm. you have this moment where like Tris gets all of the winds to like swirl around her so that if Dasha throws something else at her, it'll like, it won't hit her. And I just like, I love, I don't know, there's something about them using their magic in this like battle between the two of them. that
4: is just,
3: Very- I love it kind of petty like it's not a you know they're not actually fighting
4: it really is I oh, I just want to say that that is the most sisterly way to handle things mm-hmm. that's just what we do we scream and yell at each other and then everything is fine after we scream and yell at each other mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
3: yeah and then they start insulting each other with mm-hmm. like really nasty stuff but it's like yeah. Who else can say that if not your your sister, you know? It's if not your sister. Right? Like, no one else can call you that.
1: And Tris pulls the same tack that they do in Daja's book, where they're trying to get her to put down roots, and they're like, oh, stupid traitor, blah, 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 blah. She <laughs> does the same thing, and she's like, yep. oh, well, a filthy traitor wouldn't know, except that it doesn't work. And Daja just sits, sends it back at her, and she's like, long nosed money-grubbing merchant. <laughs>
3: Yeah, and that's how Tris knew that, like, she like heard it in her voice that she was actually like upset. I thought she loved me.
2: Ah, uh, first heartbreaks came, the yeah. worst.
3: Yeah, it is a type of love, but it ain't always love, love.
2: I kind of had a feeling this was gonna happen, considering it was her first love. First yeah. loves never last.
3: No, because you don't even know what love is. You're just like, oh, no. this is this is nice. This is awesome. Mm-hmm. But it's like, how long? How long does that, well, that
2: niceness last? Not yeah. very long, apparently, for Daja.
3: But it is what it is. Yeah. yeah. Daja is talking about Larkin Rosethorn, and she never thought about kissing girls. But then she asked Triss, Have you ever kissed anybody? she's like, No, not interested. Uh, boy, the, and the boys don't want to kiss a fat girl like me. They're all so scared of me. That doesn't help.
1: This whole thing from Triss is so fucking relatable. This was me in high school. The way she talks about the boys would call her up and corner her and play pranks on her. That is what happened to me. Nobody ever poured honey on me, thank God. But the favorite joke of the boys in my high school, because they didn't have anything better to do, was to tell me that their friends wanted to ask me out in front of their friends while their friends were. Screaming no, 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 like they were being dragged to their death. They thought that was just highly
2: entertaining. So
1: yeah, this whole thing from Tris of like, good God,
2: is this relatable? It was yeah, it was definitely relatable. Mine wasn't because I was heavy or anything, mine was because I had the last name Dick. And they're like, oh. Uh, if any guy dates her, then they'll be hugging a dick or making out with a dick or they'll be so gay. Like, they would say this kind of stuff in front of me. Like, what is wrong with you guys? I'm a joke to all of you, and it's very hurtful.
3: Children are so cruel.
4: I was gonna say. And like,
3: that that affects you for the rest of your life. It sucks.
1: It was just that I was, like, weird. I was the the weird kid. I... It didn't dress and act the way people
4: thought I should. I was going to say in my high school, everybody's favorite thing was to do was to make a big public showing of asking me out. Mm -hmm. And this, this continued from middle school. So like in high school, it didn't really like take the bait, but it was always making a big show asking me out and then like not showing up. It's like the guy who, uh, well, this one was, I, I wasn't having it, but I had a guy who asked me to prom, but he didn't ask me to prom. What he did was someone was like, hey, do you want to come to prom with me? And he's like, no, but I'd really like if Natalie came to prom with me in front of God and everybody, And I'm sitting there reading and I'm like, oh shit. And I've got everybody staring and I just like go back to reading because what else am i supposed to do
3: (laughs) you can't win in that sort of situation yeah like
4: that's so i got called all kinds of names because i didn't say yes
3: And you would have been called that if you did say yes yeah yeah yeah
4: you're damned if you do damned if you don't so kids are mean man yeah they really are
3: fucking cruel
4: fucking mean
3: Everybody loved me in high school. I was great, and I had no issues at all.
2: Well, good for you, Goodwin. That's so great for you. I'm <laughs> thank so you. happy for you.
3: Thanks. That's why I'm so cool as an adult and certainly didn't have to get into being funny to get people to like me. <laughs> certainly well, are- not a coping habit.
4: <laughs> you are very funny, but we like you more than just you being funny. <laughs> oh, thank you. I know. I'm also <laughs> Yeah, very- we also
1: like your cooking.
4: Yes.
3: <laughs> Is that all I am to you, funny and a good cook? God yeah. yes.
1: No. <laughs> God, that's funny. we also appreciate that you are not a dick asshole of a man.
3: It's it's the hard. So it's, many it's, others it's, are. It's so hard to like treat people with respect, you know. Just so yeah, spits. I'm I'm a saint, frankly.
4: Yeah, it just goes against your whole nature. Like, <laughs> Honestly, we should be proud of you.
3: Listen, the fact that we I don't spout... Yeah, it, the fact that I'm not spouting misogynistic stuff every five minutes that you guys keep me chained to this desk for this podcast is is a miracle, frankly. Oh, yeah, Trisco, don't go telling people. I have a reputation to protect. Aww. And then literally just saying, I am sorry about reason, Daja. Like, that's, you know... That's what you need to hear sometimes. It's just, sorry. That sucks.
2: That's sad. <laughs> <laughs> well, I said I had a lot, but uh, mo- a lot of mine got taken already. I like when Ambrose tells Briar, the Landrig women all have this mulish streak. <laughs> I find it funny because his wife had recently said that he was, mule-ish. I was Like ish Y'all are so cute. You're both mule-ish. That is exactly what I thought when
1: I read that. <laughs> and also, again, with the whole mule thing. She uses that word. What I love is that she uses that word in previous books to describe Sandry, but then she really plays it up in this one. Oh, yeah. She's like, oh yeah, oh, yeah, they breed mules.
3: There's definitely yeah. a reason for it. Yeah.
2: I like when... Tris is trying to talk to Daja and uh, she tells herself as if my temper hasn't been tried enough lately. Like, Such a mood. Such a mood. It always seems to me that whenever I'm angry, someone else wants to try to push more buttons to make me even more angry. Like, guys, you really don't know. Just stop or I'm going to explode. Reading this book, I I. See how much more I'm like Tris with every chapter we read. It's crazy. I really liked when Tris tells Daja, she tells Daja, she told you something about yourself you really ought to know, that you're beautiful and worth loving, even just for a summer. It was so sweet. But at the same time, she also tells her, the boys don't want to kiss a fat girl like me. You just told your sister these beautiful things about herself, about how she's beautiful and worth loving. Well, Tris, so are you. And I wish you knew that. And it makes me sad that that's what you think of yourself—that you're unlovable. And who would want to be with you? Like
4: this all goes back to kids Mm -hmm. and how mean they are. Tris is suffering with so many self-esteem problems as it is Mm -hmm. with everything that went down with her family. She acts most of the time that she. It doesn't bother her, but like her poor self esteem is just shot. I I I really just want to hold her up to a mirror and be like, it doesn't matter how pretty you are. It doesn't matter if you're a nice person or not. There are things about you that make you so uniquely you that no one else has. Yeah, and that all in itself makes you special and makes you worth being loved yep your looks don't matter your personality matters but it's tris (laughs) (laughs) you're you're gonna have to find someone who has a very strong um strong and thick skin in order to get them close to tris but like yeah again it doesn't necessarily matter there are stuff that makes you so uniquely you that someone is going to just
2: you don't want those people that are being horrible to you to like you anyway those people suck so Mm -hmm. forget those people find you someone that actually is worth your time my next one is when jack comes in everyone's like getting up on their feet like oh no he's gonna try something and then they realize he's not a threat. And Briar's like, mm, well, he's not a threat. So there's no point in letting my food get cold. I'm going to continue I eating. love Briar. I do too.
1: Always thinking with his stomach, it is a delight.
2: Oh, like, that would be me for sure.
4: I, I was I was going to say, can we also talk about Jack here for a second? He <laughs>
2: rushes in with his sword. Like, dude, <laughs> okay, there's better but- ways of to- how- like
4: Like, we we (laughs) called it earlier he's dumb he's just an idiot yeah
2: but ultimately he's a good boy he really is just stupid
4: Mm -hmm. (laughs) we get a lot of detail with him just being like i wouldn't fucking do that to anybody we we get a lot there he's such a good boy he's he really is We need to point out, this is
1: also me saying goodbye for a while. I'm in disgrace with her imperial majesty. I'm on my way back to my family's lands. Ilaga gasped. Briar grinned. Somehow, he wasn't surprised. I bet he was supposed to try grabbing Sandry if she wouldn't say yes to a normal proposal, he thought. So, Finn gets arrested because he tries to kidnap Sandry. But Jack gets sent away. Because he doesn't.
2: Well, Finn only got arrested because he did it within the palace. If he would have done it outside of the palace, it would have been a different story.
1: Oh, I was gonna say he only got arrested because he didn't succeed. I think he was that like, he was like, oh, if I if I succeed, then then she'll be fine with it, and that is probably true.
2: Um, I don't know. Cause... I don't. I don't
3: think so. I...
2: No, because if she, she would have let him go ahead and. Get away with it. That would have told everybody, all the women inside of her palace, that they were fair game as well. I feel like that would have been very, very bad on her part if she would have let Finn get away with it.
3: Yeah, girls are sent there to be in her court, so they won't get picked up to to get married like that.
4: Mm -hmm.
3: so if she allows it to happen it it just shows her as weak and not being able to protect her own subjects which yep
1: then she's still sending conflicting messages by sending jack away
4: yeah i kind of think that it's more of sending a message yeah than anything because this is the other person who was supposed to try and court sandry It, it feels like this is kind of a, a a last ditch effort, I guess, to bring Sandry back. Of hey, neither of them are here anymore, so mm, you can come stay. back. You'll be yeah. safe.
2: Yeah,
4: I can see that. Yeah. So I, I feel it was more about a message rather than something that Jack particularly did. I think that makes sense. That just essentially got caught in the crossfire. Okay, yeah, yeah. does this? Put Jack in the eligible uh drawing of books best himbo. Yes.
3: <laughs> I, I'd say so.
4: He yeah. he he's a himbo, he's dumb, but he's a good boy, and
2: he respects women. Those are those are the three things.
3: Yeah, and I like him better than Carl. So yeah, yeah.
2: Yes, same. <laughs> My next one is Jack tells everyone. She'll remember I, that I have my uses. I'm very good with crotchety ladies, old and young. <laughs> Hilarious. Sandy did not think it was very funny. I love
1: Jack off his leash. Like, once he no longer has to, like, play nice for the Everest, he's so much fun. And I just, like, I wish he
2: and Briar had
1: gotten to spend more time together. Right? They've been
2: best buddies. Yeah, and then uh sandry doesn't think it's funny but then she starts giggling and then jack says oh good i was afraid that pine cone you've been sitting on so righteously was dug in permanently <laughs>
1: <laughs> and briar's reaction he's like oh i have to remember that pine cone
2: uh-huh and then uh briar tells sandry in their link Nice to see someone who will say what he thinks straight out. And she makes a rude she gesture rude at him. Gesture. <laughs> and he's like, you never learned that from the Duke. You learned that one from me. <laughs> I thought like, that. One. I
1: love the line. She makes, she made a rude gesture at him. Because I'm like, She totally flipped him off. Oh yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. Oh yeah.
3: She flipped 100%, 100%. him off. I,
1: it's even better that he's communicating with her silently. So like to everybody else, well, probably not Triss and Dodger, but like to everybody else, she just kind of turns to him and she's
2: like. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, my last one is when Triss is going up to bed. She was thinking to herself, it was time for the nightly battle she always fought when she shared sleeping quarters with Chime. Who knew such a small space could be taken up by a small glass dragon? Uh, she just sprawls somehow and manages to fill any bed or bedroll I want to sleep in. Me sleeping with my children. I was thinking of Janie, our cat. Uh, yeah. No, my baby. We have a king size bed, and I put her in the bed with me last night, and still somehow I ended up on the edge of the bed of the bed. I'm like, <laughs> how I'm on the very edge of this bed when I have a king size bed? How <laughs> you're a tiny little baby?
3: That's how I am with Mojo. He freaking takes up like my feet. <laughs> my feet i can't stretch out in my freaking bed he just snuggles up and i have to like fold my legs in and i'm like sir you are not that big of a dog
1: i like that in this chapter rizu is referred to as
2: daja's lover
1: i don't know what it is i just i really like that that's the word that gets used
2: i think it's because it's the ending of the relationship so we gotta dig it in that they they were together they were together uh nope not no
1: more there's something so sweet in this moment cuz this is this is right before the breakup scene um or right at the top of the breakup scene but she's knocking on the door and it says she's op- it's open she heard her lover call i feel like that sentence gives you so much information about their relationship
2: i definitely feel like it was written that way to make it more gut wrenching that this is they're breaking up for sure cuz they, She started writing it like that. She heard her lover call like, oh no, this is not going to be good.
1: Rizu's room is relatively small as compared to the uh, Imperial guests. The way it says is, only Imperial guests actually have room to breathe. She had joked on the 10 odd nights she'd spent in Daja's suite. Something, something about the Empress not really like giving her her staff nice quarters to stay in. It makes me wonder what Triss's rooms would have been like if she had stayed on. Right. Like, okay, we'll pay oh, you right really now.
2: Well this is very tiny room. You had this really big, nice room whenever you were a guest. But now that you live in here and we're paying you, you get a room closet. We haven't really discussed this, but I feel like we should.
1: Uh, there is a rumor that, vedris is going to name sandry as his heir
2: as he should
1: (laughs) i really like how briar puts it like she doesn't believe it i do because current heir is an idiot
2: and she's basically there already learning everything from him and she's there in imelon and yeah he's totally going to if he doesn't he's dumb and i don't think he's dumb
4: I was going to say, like, I feel it's one of those, like, Sandra's is the only one who doesn't believe it. And everybody's like, oh, yeah, that's
2: fact.
3: That makes sense. I'm that's sure
2: that. all of Emelon is like, yeah, this is our next ruler. We're OK with that. Yeah. Cool. We're already basically being ruled by her. I mean, have it's
3: you fine. seen the have you seen the other dude? He's a dipshit. Is yeah.
2: He, is he even in Emelon or is he just like off in another city? waiting I think for his dad oh, to die like okay any t- any day now come on I'll, I'll come back whenever you're gone man yeah he's not even um, there with the people their people aren't gonna want him they want sandry i have to say i i definitely feel like
1: the people of emilod would feel that way like um she's a pretty good person she cares about the people who she's in charge of and she is present Mm-hmm. They probably do get on with her. And so I love the idea that that's his his rationale. Or even if there's more rationale, like that's the reasoning that he gives. He's like, well, the country as a whole, like it's voting Sandry, and I'm not going to mm-hmm. fight that. I love Briar and Ambrose's conversation about the tree. I'm kind of surprised that Indy didn't bring it up.
4: Yeah, it's um, cute. I I do genuinely love that Briar's like, you know, don't chop her down. She's she's still a good tree, oh. and then Ambrose being like, "I can chop, chop this tree down." Yeah, uh, I'm just gonna throw it. Out. I think that's a good uh, testament to Ambrose in general. Tris says cat dirt. Yes.
1: Yeah.
2: I use stronger words. <laughs>
4: That's a mood.
1: I really like Briar and, or not Briar, Tris and Daja talking about Briar. Briar, what a great fucking guy. Just this whole description of like, have you noticed that Briar is never mean to any, <laughs> I believe, I believe they use the word female actually, <laughs> which is hilarious because so far it's always been used as like a condescending, not <laughs> female but yeah there's like yeah they do say female (laughs) from the like six-year-old farm kids running around to the old grandmothers who who like miss the beauty of their prime like he's always like super nice to all of them and it's just so sweet and I get these like beautiful images of like Briar flirting with the old grannies. Also, just like being cutesy and like giving flowers to the little girls running around on the farms. Aww. Yeah, That's and so sweet. also, and the comment about like how he treats the old grannies reminds me of Jack's comment about being good with crotchety old ladies. I'm mm-hmm. just like, see, Briar and Jack would be such good friends.
2: I think so, only if he would have been able to unleash sooner. See if uh, Baronine
1: hadn't been so like. If it hadn't been so necessary, then Jack wouldn't have felt it's so important for him to like not be himself. And then Briar and Jack might have become friends. And then maybe they'd all be more inclined to stay. But nope. That's why you Uh, even
2: Sandry said, I wish I would have got to know him better. Uh, I may have stayed.
1: Yeah.
3: That's why you can't force stuff like that. Nope
1: daja sniffled and blew her nose again. I think it will probably hurt for a while. She said, "I felt so free when I was with her." I'm not entirely sure why I highlighted this. It just kind of stood out to me. I guess maybe it just it's it just very realistic, you know. Yeah. This, this is exactly what relationships are like, especially those early ones. When Jack busts in with a sword, uh, Briar saw Gorse grab a silver pitcher for use as a weapon, and I was like, ah me
3: <laughs> listen anything is better than nothing
1: I like being useful Jack replied don't
3: you
4: I do Jack thank you for asking
2: I know He's didn't so he say cute. that to Briar mm-hmm. Briar definitely does like being helpful and useful mm-hmm. yeah
4: he won't tell you as such he'll complain about it the whole time but <laughs>
1: Part two of our three-step reading process is Reading Like a Dedicate. This is where we look for a theme or a message from the chapter. What theme or message did you
2: find? Goodbye. That's that's the whole theme. Goodbye between Daja and Rizu. Goodbye to Namorin in general, I guess. Uh, goodbye to Jack.
4: It's even kind of a goodbye when it comes to the tree. You know, it's the last yeah. year it bears fruit, so...
2: Well, it's going to still be a tree. Yeah, but it's it's
4: sort of a goodbye, because there's going to be no more fruit.
2: Goodbye, apples. Goodbye, apples.
4: That was
3: pretty
1: much the same thing I wrote.
3: Mine was disappointment. Cassandra is sad, particularly that Daja, you know, she wasn't sure, but she's like, Daja may choose to stay here, because Rizzi's here. Yeah. I think we knew that that wasn't going to happen, but when you're already upset at a friend and you could take it a little too far sometimes and just kind of... She's sad that that she thinks that that's a possibility. And same with Daja and Rizu. Like, she she hopes that Rizu will come with her, but those hopes are dashed instantly and just yes, like, her first love. I guess you could kind of see it too with Sandry just, like, disappointed in all of Namorne, essentially, with everything that, you know they allow to happen so
4: i got fear fear and comfort in a way you've got sandry who's absolutely fucking terrified of what's happening next and you've got all of the people who kind of rally around her and are like it's good we're here you've got ambrose and his kind of fear of well now what's going to happen to me because sandry is leaving and briar kind of being like whatever happens we're still friends and then kind of just that Daja's split second of being is this how all men are and then on the next breath just being like no that's not the case these people aren't like that so kind of that that fear and alleviating some of it
1: Part three of our three-step reading process is reading like a mage. This is where we use the text to craft magic in our own lives. What magic were you able to craft out of this chapter?
3: My personal magic is that you are beautiful and worth loving, because that was one of my. And you are worth loving, and fuck your trauma from a child. Even though me saying that isn't gonna help, but nope, fuck it. (laughs) You are worth it. Like don't put yourself down society does that enough yes you you really have to just like try to get into that mindset of that you are enough because you are like you saying otherwise does not make that true so you are enough you are loved and you are beautiful keep your heads up kings and queens out there because uh, life is good and uh, you're worth it
4: the first one is we're all men like this we kind of do live in that society of we're terrified of everyone around us whether whether we're willing to admit it in those words or not we are all terrified we don't know our neighbors we know like the handful of people that we interact on a daily basis at work but we don't know everyone we work with a lot of people are scared i I know i am (laughs) A lot of people are kind of scared to make those bonds because we don't know what we're getting into. I'm not going to get like super heavy and deep, but I know personally, I am highly combative when it comes to men, even when I don't want to be. But that is something I've tried working on. It's not going as well as I want it to. And that's kind of the reason I'm combative with men is I don't know what they're going to do. I've had more negative experiences with men than I've had positive ones. Well,
2: it doesn't help that some men like to put on a front and make you trust them. And then you You, think that you're safe and then you end up not being safe.
4: Even more on that is you have people who are like being nice to you, wanting to quote, be your friend. Mm
0: -hmm. And then the
4: second you won't sleep with them, all of a sudden you're a cunt you're and a bitch th- this is something that i think everybody has to deal with on a certain level but we do see it more with women especially young women after about 30 chances of being sexually assaulted do drop which is kind
2: Hooray!
4: of way we're,
2: we're there at 30 we're we're
4: we're past the threshold i mean like oh, it, it, it does it, it i don't think it's like a super significant about but it's still they drop most people who are sexually assaulted know the person who did it mm-hmm. the majority of them do that is a terrifying thing to think about but on the other side is you know good people you know people that you would never question their intentions these people that you can call at three in the morning and say hey I just need someone to be here because I'm scared I think I'm lucky because I have a lot more now than I had I've had at any point in my life not all men are like that So don't be careful me. though they'll be careful but because you not...
2: may think that they're not going to be like that but some of them can't be yeah oh so you scared of everything Try
4: not to be scared of everything, but...
2: But at the same time, be scared of everything. But be scared of everything. Uh, This world is fucked and we're all going to die.
4: And then my other one is, who is the bigger idiot than the man who believes the lie he tells himself? I'm a firm believer that honesty is the best policy. Sometimes it's actually not, but uh, that's, that's my problem is I'm just incredibly honest to the point it's detrimental sometimes. But... If you're going to tell little white lies or whole lies that are not in any shape, form, little, don't lie to yourself about it. I feel like this also does kind of tie in with what we believe about ourselves, primarily what we believe about ourselves. If you sit there and you go, oh, I'm not pretty enough or I'm not smart enough or I'm not talented enough or whatever, you shouldn't believe that lie about yourself because you're a lot better at what you f- at what you do than you think you are. My first one was the same as Goodwins. But my other one
1: was I don't know, I guess this is another check your privilege. There's this whole part where when Daja is trying to get Rizu to come with her to Avalon and Rizu's like, you could stay here instead. And i was just like, no, no, I've seen what happens to women who stay here. And Reese is like, but it doesn't happen to me and it doesn't happen to Katie and it doesn't happen to all these other people because she lives in this little bubble where she's safe. She just doesn't worry about the fact that it's happening to everyone else. Like we've also talked about, you know, you can't fight every battle. You have to take care of yourself mentally as well. But it's just important to remember that even if it's not something that you're that you personally have to deal with, that doesn't mean that nobody has to deal with it.
2: Mine was the exact same passage, but instead of check, check your privilege, mine was more uh, be the change that you want to see. Don't just say, "Oh, well, this is normal everyday thing," and just let it continue. Rizu is like, "Oh, well, it doesn't happen to me. It doesn't happen to them. Everything's okay." No, everything's not okay, and you should want. Better for yourself and for others. Having children, I want obviously want things to be better for them than it has been for me. I want to be part of the change that happens in the world that's better for them than just be like, mm, well, that's how things are for me. So it's fine. We can just continue life as it is. But No, it shouldn't be that way. We should make things better for future generations and for ourselves for that matter. So Be the change we want to see.
1: We like to end our episodes with an excerpt from the following chapter. So this is an excerpt from chapter 17 of The Will of the Empress. After half an hour's silence, Briar announced, We can see magic, you know. There was no need to call an outsider in. There wasn't a spell on the steps. Have you studied curses? Ambrose asked quietly. Just the usual stuff. No specialization, whispered Daja. They're disgusting. Yes, but some people use them here, Alaga said. A very few are so good they can place a curse in a hidden place where even those who see magic won't see it. There it remains until it's called to life. Then it will seek out its target. She looked at her hands. Lady Ladyhammer is said, in whispers you understand to be able to wield curses without detection. Subtle curses, ones that seemed like accidents. But then every time there is a household accident, people could well think they had drawn the wrath of the Empress, protested Sandry. You would follow that road to madness, or to very well-behaved citizens, Daja murmured. It was an accident, Sandry insisted, her face white. Did I bring this on Trisk? She asked herself. Is she hurt now because I couldn't be a good girl and simply wait out the summer to go home? When I fall on the stairs, I land on my knees, or on my back, or my side, Briar said hesitantly. If I'm on my side, I roll. If I'm on my back, I slide. On my knees, sometimes, I slide down a little. Briar traced a vine on the back of one hand, his voice muffled. I never cartwheeled. I never bounced she couldn't even grab hold of the rails did you see but she was taught how to fall same as the rest of us she can twirl a mean staff she can kick a fellow's he looked at alaga and changed what he was about to say teeth up between his ears and she can fall properly so she doesn't hit anything important so she can stop herself and get back on her feet except here she's just kept going they hope if she stays behind, they can persuade her that her interests are better served in they mourn, suggested Ambrose. What she can do, it is so very overwhelming, to manipulate the weather itself. But if this is a curse from ishbal and Tris finds out, I wouldn't want to be in her shoes, pointed out Daja. Traitor Loggett, I wouldn't want to be near her. Triss certainly won't be hoping to work for the crown. Sandry nibbled at her thumbnail, considering what Ambrose had said. She's the most fearsome of us, on the surface of things, she commented slowly. What if they just didn't want her going with us? Briar shrugged. Easy as solved. We don't leave without her. Sandry agreed, but her skin crept at the same time. Triss's injuries weren't as simple as a broken leg. Even with a good healer, she would need time, weeks to recover, how many things could go wrong if they stayed out here for weeks? The clock had struck two and Daja was drowsing when the bedroom door opened. The healer emerged. She was sweaty and shaky. Her hair straggled out from under the cloth scarf that covered her head. One of her assistants had to help her stay on her feet. The other carried her medicines. The healer looked like she had battled Hakoi the smith god and lost, thought Sandry, rising to her feet. Everyone else stood to see what the woman had to say. The last time I treated anyone so badly off, he'd fallen 30 feet down a cliff and he died. The healer's voice was an exhausted croak. Your friend won't die. Miraculously, she has five broken ribs and none of them punctured her lungs. None of the broken bones cut through the skin. A blessing I never looked to get. A very well-crafted curse muttered Ambrose. Alaga glared at him. How bad is Triss? She asked. The healer looked at Ambrose when he said curse. Ah, she murmured. Things become clearer. It explains much. Holy Oof. shit. So yeah, Beatty. this is what Tortala Knights was referring to when they were like, Oh, hi, Keith, How are you? I got all my bones broken by an evil witch. <laughs>
4: yeah. <laughs> Damn. <laughs>
2: Reading Circle Temple is produced by us, Molly, Brittany, Brittany, Indy,
3: and Goodwin.
2: If you like the show, tell your friends about us. If you don't like the show, tell your enemies.
3: You can also help people find us by leaving a rate and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen.
1: Find all our episodes at our new home on Acast.
2: Shows.acast.com slash Reading Circle Temple. Shake it us. We'd love to hear from you. Send us an email at templeofreadingcircle@gmail.com. at gmail.com.
3: You can also follow Reading Circle Temple on Instagram, Tumblr, and Facebook. And you can join our Reading Circle Temple Facebook group.
2: To find us on Twitter, tweet at Reading Temple. A special thanks to Yellows for Happy for our artwork. You can find more of their art by following Yellows for Happy Draws on Tumblr and Shannon and Draws on Instagram.
4: Another special thanks to Brittany's brother, Thomas Dick, for our theme music. You can find more of his music by following Thomas Dick on SoundCloud.
3: Thanks to Tamara Pierce for writing the Circle of Magic, and thanks to you for listening. Let's all have coffee next week. Daisy, Bessie, Clarabelle, Dottie, Snowflake, (laughs) Rosie, Penny, Penelope, Sprinkles, Sugar, Lossie, Dottie, Penny, Rosie, Snowflake, Henrietta, Nellie, Rosie, Minnie, Muffin, Penelope, Phoebe, Princess, Sadie,